This is the Digital Marketing Punkcast. Hello everybody and welcome to the Active Resistance Against Bad Digital Marketing. Every episode, I try to help you clear up the mysteries surrounding this digital voodoo that we call digital marketing. This is the Digital Marketing Punkcast and I am DM Punk. This is episode number... Where are we? Is this 19? Do you know what? It's been so long since I've actually done one that I can't even remember. This is episode 19, and today we're actually talking. I gave a little introduction to marketing today. Um, this episode was recorded, well, this is a complicated one as well. It's recorded in October of 2019. However, the actual interview was recorded in May of 2019, a long, long time ago. Um, so, Big differences uh, going on. You may have noticed that I've actually not been around for a while. Um, apologies for that. However, um, due to one thing or another, um, for some reason I've not got around to actually doing a recording. So now I'm here. I'm doing the recording again. I was going to change to a different podcast. I was going to make a whole load of changes. I didn't do it. But don't worry. We are sticking with the Digital Marketing Podcast. Um, I'm going to be doing my thing as per usual. I'm going to continue on. I know a lot of people will probably be a little relieved about that. Some people will probably hate that, but who cares? Um, so we're going to carry on. I apologize sincerely for not doing an episode in so, so long, but I'm going to try and get back on top of it with it now. I'm on old, old equipment today, uh, which is not ideal, but my other equipment, I'm in, I'm in a different location today. I'm not in my usual studio. I'm in the office. It's all just so, so very different. But it's okay because uh, now we're here today. I have Roger Edwards on the uh, on the episode um, now. Roger and I, I actually went on to Roger's podcast, which was awesome. I enjoyed doing that, and I did that um, way, way back earlier on in this year, and it was an awesome time to uh, to be on. I went on talking about digital marketing and being all punk about it and stuff like that, which was really super cool, and um, and I invited him onto my podcast because he goes around and does so many talks and speaking events about uh, marketing in general, and he has a, a really good way of sort of painting a beautiful picture of uh, of marketing in general and I thought do you know what I've not been here for a while um I had this recording in my back pocket for so long like I said I recorded it back in May and I haven't really had the opportunity in which to go away and actually you know put the podcast together but I thought I've been away for so long this is a perfect opportunity for all the new listeners that are listening to this episode maybe it's the first one they're listening to which I'm sure there will be um for all the um listeners that have continued on with me and have been missing me <laughs> he laughs um for this long I thought well I'm gonna sort of have a clean slate okay I'm gonna wipe it clean and I'm going to say, right, this is the introduction to marketing by the fantastic Roger Edwards. And we're going to be talking about marketing in general. We're not going to be specifically talking about digital marketing per se. We're just going to be talking about marketing in general and how to think about marketing. And that's the important bit. It's how to think about marketing from a, a very top level way. And I think it's really, really important that we do that. Because sometimes we can get really involved in the nitty gritty, the tools, the techniques, the software and all that kind of stuff. And actually... If you start thinking about it more frequently on a top-level basis, how, why are we doing this? What is actually going to connect with people and link up with people? Then it's really important to do that. So this is my reminder, okay, of why we do all things digital marketing. So I'm not going to waste your time anymore. This is my interview with Roger Edwards, and we're going to be talking all about marketing. 
Okay, so joining me here today is Roger Edwards. Roger, introduce yourself to the world and the audience of the Digital Marketing Podcast. Hey, Tom, thanks very much for inviting me on your show. Um, I'm Roger Edwards, and I always describe myself as a marketing bloke from Edinburgh. Um, also, I'm a, <laughs> I, uh, I'm a public speaker as well. Give you a little bit of background about myself. Um, I was born in Blackpool um, in the north of England, although I've lived now in Edinburgh in Scotland for getting on for 26 years. Um, after I grew up in Blackpool and spent quite a lot of time messing about on Blackpool Pleasure Beach, I went to university, did all the usual um, studying, and, and I'd always wanted to to do marketing as a career. Ever since I was at school, there was this fabulous teacher called Mr. Plows, who probably didn't teach as much English. He just liked to read books to us. And, and I always remember him reading a book which was called The Hidden Persuaders. And this book was written in the 1950s and 1960s. It's possibly one of the earliest books ever written about advertising. And even though I was like a, um, you know, a, a 12-year-old kid at school and probably would have been much more interested in him reading The Hobbit or, or The Lord of the Rings or something like that, <laughs> this book was absolutely fascinating. And it sort of sowed a seed in my head. And I thought, you know, when I grow up, I want to do marketing. So I sort of did a a marketing related degree went into a, a into a, a marketing department within a financial services company actually and effectively spent the next 25 years working my way up the various levels mm. of um, of different financial services companies in marketing roles started off as a marketing assistant became a product manager a marketing manager got myself up to marketing director and, and even spent some time as managing director at, at one point, although I guess I was the archetypal example of the Peter principle being promoted above your <laughs> level of competence. Um, never, re never, really, never really enjoyed the managing director role. Like, it took me too far away from the customer. I ended up spending too much mm. time getting embroiled in compliance and regulatory stuff. I was much more comfortable looking at the customer need and, and developing products and marketing campaigns to focus on the customer. And I guess towards the, uh, all the way through my career, and, and this was sort of um, embellished by the fact that I was working in a financial services company. And, and most of your listeners, I'm sure Tom will realize that financial services is, can be quite a dull industry, but it can also be a really complicated industry. And, and, and I spent a lot of my career fighting against that complexity. And, and towards the end of my, what I call big corporate phase, so we're talking about maybe 2006 onwards, I started getting in, in, in really excited by things like Twitter being launched and Facebook coming of mm. age and, and, and LinkedIn and, and the sudden accessibility of video um, whereas before, you know, you might have, if you wanted to make a video, you'd have to hire a film crew to come in and do it for you. And, and I was wanting to get involved in more of this digital stuff. And hmm. the, the corporate sort of, I don't know, institution was just really quite scared of this digital development and just looked at it with a bit of suspicion and I said well we don't really want to get involved in that we might make mistakes we might break the compliance rules we might we might inadvertently end up upsetting somebody so eventually I, I decided to leave and set up my own consultancy 
to effectively work with people who did get excited about digital and about social media and about content marketing. And really for the last six or seven years, I've been a marketing consultant and speaker helping people do two things. First of all, keep marketing simple because that has always been Mm -hmm. in my DNA. And secondly, putting together marketing strategies. Now, before everybody dies for cover, when I say the strategy word, yes, strategy is one of those words that scares people, but it's very important to have a strategy before you do any form of marketing. And I think that sadly, these days, a lot of companies dive straight into the tactics of marketing. And that is advertising or or promotion or content or some sort of digital campaign without actually doing the strategy and i try to help people to do that so that's the uh, that's the potted history in four minutes 45 (laughs) seconds not bad at all not bad at all that was very that was very concise i like it let's say you you get you sort of hit on two points there one that you said um Obviously, certainly in the the financial sector, moving towards the uh, the digital marketing world um, was quite scary. And then you you discuss the fact that um, now companies don't really go for the the strategy outlook; they tend to dive they dive right into dare I say it, the techniques yeah. um, without having that strategy. Is that a complete reversal of how it used to be there? Because obviously when when this was all taking off and booming, there was a lot of people that just, you know, there was a lot of people not sure about it. Why do I need to do SEO? I'm not sure about SEO. What's the real value of it, for example? Um, now it's a case of we can't get enough of it. We want to grab the new latest thing as quickly as poss- as we possibly can and shake it until all the money falls out. Is, is there a case of that everything's really turned upside down in terms of outlook now when it comes to marketing slash digital marketing? It's a very interesting question. And I suspect that if I really had a close look back in time, I think it's probably always been the case that we've wanted to dive into the tactics before we've done the strategy, except that 25 years ago, the tactics were printed adverts or TV adverts or or putting mm. leaflets through people's doors or stuff like that, or, or maybe phoning them up, you know, telemarketing, that sort of thing. Nowadays, of course, we've got all this fabulous technology. We've got apps, we've got videos, we've got stuff on, on screens. And I just think it's it, there's so many more toys now that we can play with tactically that it probably seems more like today we dive into the tactics. I just suspect that it's always been the case. Um, it's just there's now more diversions. I mean, I, I, I'm, the, I'm the same. I mean, I preach, do the strategy, do the strategy. But as soon as I hear about a new app, or something like that. I'll probably go and... I mean, I was listening to Brian Fanzo's podcast yesterday, and he was going on about this new app called TikTok, um, which I actually believe is a revamp of an earlier... Was it Musical.ly or something like that? So, of course, what did I do? I go straight into my iPhone, into the App Store, (laughs) download TikTok, and start messing about with it. And, you know, I would still have to sit back and say, well, there's no point playing with this app other than to see what it does and to and to hmm. associate and uh, get myself um, associated with it, unless I've actually worked out whether it applies to my market and my customers and the problems that they have. Uh, um, so I, I just think there are, there are many, many more shiny toys available for us now. And those shiny toys can be distractions unless we actually do the strategy. 
Absolutely. I think it's um, it's one of the things that I've always said, which is the case of I get people coming up to me um, saying, I-, I need to do YouTube videos, yep. for example, I'm throwing out, you know, I need to do YouTube videos. And you ask them the question why, and they say, well, I, I went to a conference, you know, I went to a seminar and they said, do YouTube videos. And that said, well, that's awfully well and good. But it, you know, does it apply to your audience? Is your audience on YouTube? Are they using YouTube? Is that where that you're going to find that audience? And it's the case. We, we do hear that a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's a case in point. I was um, on Twitter uh, a few weeks ago and actually an old colleague of mine I used to work with a long time ago posted a tweet and the tweet said something like, if you were starting a marketing department from scratch, what's the first thing that you would invest in? Now, I immediately started to think about typing an answer, but then I realized that I think there was already about 20 answers in his thread. So I clicked into the thread and started going down. And the first one said, invest in video recording equipment, because video is the most powerful means of conversation these days. And the second tweet said, probably, oh, Build yourself an email list. You need to have your own list to get um, engagement with the customer. Now, both video and email are absolutely fabulous and legitimate means of marketing communications, but they're tactics. And they are not the things that you invest in first when you start a marketing department. Now, arguably, the first thing you should invest in is people, um, yes. but we'll, we'll pass on that. But the first thing you should invest in is analysis of your target market or even decide on your target market and work out what their problems are and then build your offer and then once you've done that then you can start communicating with people via video and building email lists but those aren't the first things that you do and when i scrolled down that twitter as i said there was about 20 answers all of the answers were tactics none of them said do the work about your customer first. And and I found that quite surprising, but also quite sad because again, I think we yes. have been seduced by all this, um, all these shiny toys and, and, and we just need to say shiny toys, wait for a minute, let's go away and do the work and then we'll come back and play with <laughs> you later. We do have a lot of shiny toys nowadays. And yeah. There are a lot more shiny toys than we ever had before, necessarily in the past. Um, does that so does that now take marketing into something that is now overly complex, complicated? You talked you talked before about um, how marketing should be simple, yeah. um, and I a hundred percent agree with that, and we we agree with each other on that on that point, and we have done in the past. But has is it the case of the new toys that have made marketing more complicated than it was before? I think that they will do if you don't have the foundations in place that we've discussed. I mean, it, it, mm. again, if you think about digital marketing is now available to everybody, whereas, you yeah. know, 20 years ago when I started doing marketing I was working for companies and and, you know we were spending hundreds of thousands of pounds millions of pounds on advertising campaigns and you know even today small companies coffee shops um, small agencies in towns and you know any sort of local business isn't going to be able to spend millions and millions of pounds on advertising or, or, or designing content or whatever it is. But the great thing is these days they don't need to. I mean, here's an example. One of the one of the best marketing campaigns I was ever involved with was actually a DVD that 
we recorded as a company and we mailed it out as in snail mail out to a load yeah. of financial advisors so imagine we, we had to get the film crew in and they of course had all the all the lights and gigantic cameras and lots of wires and those circular silvery things that bounce light about we we, we filmed the, the the shots and we had all sorts of people involved and then they took it away and edited it and then they um produce the actual dvd itself and they had to produce 20 i think thirty thousand dvds we had to print a nice little glossy um pocket for the dvd to actually go into and then there was a glossy brochure that the pocket and the dvd went into which explained what it all was <laughs> and then all of that went into an envelope and then thirty thousand of these envelopes got posted out first class the whole thing cost about seventy five thousand pounds now that would there's no way that the majority of small businesses would be able to spend that sort of money on marketing but today you wouldn't do that you could no. record that video yourself on an iphone and and it was probably and it would probably be you know much much more high quality than that one we did 15 years ago you would probably yeah. upload it to something like youtube or vimo and then you would email the link to 30,000 people if you had 30,000 people on your list so the total cost of it could be a couple of hundred quid as opposed to hundreds of thousands of pounds. So digital marketing has made marketing available to many, many more people without the need to have the deep pockets. But the consequence of that availability is that, again, people are, don't really know where to start. Should I pick up the video? Yeah. Should I pick up the email? Should I, should I do a, a website? Should I do a vlog? Should we do webinars? And I think that just the the accessibility creates the complexity because we haven't really got the roadmap that tells us what the best thing to do is. And if you then almost like say, stop, take a deep breath, go right back to first principles. And the first principles of marketing always are, who's your customer, work out what their problem is, work out what your solution to their problem is, and that's your product or service and build an offer around the answer to those three questions whatever the product is whatever the service is how much it costs and then set yourself some goals like i want to um make a million pounds worth of profit or i want to get um a hundred people on my list or i want to have a webinar with a thousand people whatever it is have a goal and once mm. you've got that offer and that goal nailed down that's effectively a strategy let's not even call it a strategy let's just call it the the foundation or the plan then you can start deciding mm. how do we communicate and if you know who your customer is if you know who your target customer is then it sort of becomes a bit easier to work out which are the ways to communicate so i don't know if you, if you're if you work out that your target market are over 60s then it's very unlikely that you're going to want to start using Snapchat to talk to them. Now, okay, yeah. there'll be a few people over 60 on Snapchat, undoubtedly, but the majority of your audience won't be on Snapchat. And, you know, you, if, if video is a way to communicate, and, and it highly likely is, there may be places where your target market hang out where you where you'll go, and you will, there'll be places where they won't hang out, so you won't go there. So I think that... It, you know, again, it might seem a little bit boring, but if you do that strategy stuff first, a lot of the confusion about what to use 
and which of the massive array of shiny toys that are available to us now, it sort of melts away because you know who you're talking to and therefore you know how you want to talk to them. You've got so many small business owners out there that are being much like that tweet that you saw on Twitter. You know, someone asking, how do I start a marketing department? You've got so many business owners calling out, yelling, I need to do my digital marketing. I need to market my business. I want to do it online and digitally. Um, and rather than people yelling back at them or tweeting back at them, yelling back at them, um, well, you need to take a step back and look at your target audience. All they're getting in return, much like the tweet you were talking about, is you should do video, you yeah. should do YouTube, you should do Twitter, you should do Facebook. Facebook Live's amazing, you know, isn't it? Isn't it nice and new and shiny? That kind of thing. And actually to take that step back and look at your audience is the the first thing of reducing your workload. It's being it's being able to um, focus and target to actual key audience which are going to be the ones which create you orders they're going to be the ones that create you revenue yeah. um, at the end of the day so how do people take that step back how should they then look at their audience who should they be asking should they be asking people that they've already worked with how should they take that step back yeah i think it, it needs a lot of discipline and, and, and let's face it if you're not a marketer by by trade or marketer by education then it's very easy to be seduced by people tweeting at you and saying you've got to do video you've got to do that ideally get some training or read up on it I mean mm. there are loads of books out there listen to this podcast listen to my podcast learn a little bit about the other parts of marketing and mm. I, I think that one of the biggest problems that digital not digital marketing per se, but the way that the internet has blown up is that I think that it's created the perception that marketing is just the communications bit, whether it's digital or, you know, some people still do put things on, on um, printed page. But let, let's just say the, the majority of people see marketing these days, and even people who work in marketing, sadly, see it as just the communications bit. Now, if you went to a university and did an MBA in marketing or a degree in marketing, or even if you picked up an academic textbook, they would talk about a lot more. Marketing is also about customer orientation. It's about it's about market segmentation. It's about targeting. It's about positioning. It's about putting together the strategic goals. It's then about your product, your price, the promotion, which is the communication bit, and the sales. And, mm. and, and sometimes you add people and customer service on top of that as well. So, so marketing mm. actually is a vast discipline. So I think the first stage is to acknowledge that it isn't just about the communication and mm -hmm. to sit back and yeah. start thinking about, okay, how can I learn more about the other parts of marketing? And yeah, mm -hmm. you could, you could spend your, you know, a long time reading upon this, going on a course, going to university, whatever it might be. I try to help people by boiling it down into those two other things that you've got to do before you start thinking about the communications element. The first thing is mm -hmm. build your offer which yeah. means you've got to answer those three questions. Who's my customer? And I mean, you know, if you're a opening a cake shop in Edinburgh, then you're not going to be interested in what people in San Francisco think of your cakes. 
unless of course you're no. wanting to get people from San Francisco to fly over to Edinburgh specifically to visit your shop, which is a little unlikely. But you're going to want to listen to the people in Edinburgh who like cakes, find out what they want, and cut, put something together product-wise, i.e. cakes, which are the most delicious cakes they've ever eaten, and they're not mm. so expensive that they, they get put off. So it's understanding that local customer. Then the second question is, what's their problem? What's their need? And if we stay with the cake shop analogy, they're hungry, they want a sugar fix, yeah. they want icing, they want um, sponge, whatever it is, and your solution to their problem need is your fabulous cakes that don't cost the earth but mm. the most delicious cakes you've ever had in edinburgh and i guess the third question is how do you do it better than and and different to everybody else well of course yours will be the most delicious ones because you'll use a special recipe and it's the only um cake in the whole of edinburgh that actually uses proper fruit i, I don't know I'm, I'm being a bit um i'm losing my own example here but you get the idea if you answer those three questions who's the customer what's their need what's their problem how do you solve their problem better than anybody else then that's your offer and by answering those questions about how do you do it better you might take into account how much to charge and all of that you've got those three questions answered then you set yourself a goal. That's the second part. So you've got your offer and then set yourself a goal. I want to generate X amount of revenue. I want to generate X amount of profit. I want to have X amount of customers. That's your strategy. Then you can start thinking about doing the digital communication. So to, I suppose to answer the question you asked about 25 minutes ago, if you, <laughs> you need to take a step back and say, before I'm going to play with any of these shiny toys, I'm going to work out what my offer is, set myself some goals, and then use digital marketing to communicate that offer to my customers and help myself achieve those goals over the time scale that I've set for myself. Absolutely. And that is a really key set of actions to take. And you're absolutely right. You know, these these tools and these um, shiny new things, they're, they're all just communications platform. They are the they are the latter part of that journey in terms of marketing um, your business. So taking that step and doing that research, doing um that simply, it doesn't have to be as as in depth as as we've probably made it out there. But you know, just asking yourself a very few. Certainly, if you're a small business, asking yourself a very few small set of questions of yourself and asking them to other people and your current customers and your current clients and people that you think are be interested in your uh, product can really help focus and you know calm and narrow the narrow the mind quite considerably. Um, I want to bring you back to a conversation that we've had previously, um, which is uh, about the where marketing and digital marketing sits Mm -hmm. now, because we still refer to it, as you rightly said, we still refer to it as digital marketing. But um, it's almost as if that's now it's a separate entity from standard traditional marketing. So does that make, make marketing just print and newspaper adverts and um, radio and TV. I suppose TV would still fall under marketing, even though that's moving into a digital area now. But, you know, there's not, surely in this day and age, there's now not these two succinct 
separate entities of digital marketing and marketing, is there? I don't think there is. And for a long time, I've actually got wound up by the title digital marketing and you know if i ever if i ever see an advert for a company that's saying we're looking for a digital marketing manager then i've always got a bit grumpy about that and said well how how can you have decided who, that your platform is digital if you've not done the research um, but but that's yeah. me getting a little bit grumpy but I've always been, I guess maybe because I'm on a bit of an old git and I've and I've been around for a while and I, I was sort of classically trained as a marketeer. I just believe marketing is marketing. Marketing is yeah working out who your customers are and building an offer for them, setting yourself some goals and then communicating with those customers. Now, in fairness, in the past, before digital, the communications was printed. It was TV. It might have been radio you know dropping leaflets through people's letterboxes advertising in magazines that sort of thing digital marketing is should be the same it should be working out who your customer is building an offer setting yourself some goals and then communicating with them digitally but i do sometimes think that digital marketing again is just a proxy for digital communications so when i do see people advertise for digital marketing managers i do wonder whether they're just after somebody who's good at playing with the shiny toys and somebody else is doing all the other all the other um you know strategic type of things in the background but it's interesting you know ultimately i would like to say let's not dist- let's not differentiate between digital and traditional and let, let's face it is there anything really that you could call traditional i mean even even um posters on the side of um bus bus um, stops these days are digital aren't they you know they, they, yeah, they light up um they don't they're not mm. actually printed and, and and even advertising billboards on the side of buildings tend to be digital now so maybe mm. we have got to the stage where we can get rid of the word digital and everybody can just be marketing people again but it's interesting mm. the one I, I had this conversation with a guy who used to be the head of digital marketing at Microsoft a long time ago. And he did say something very profound and I'm going to nick it. But what he said is <laughs> in, a, in, a, in a bit of a way that you know, if I go back to the conversation we had right at the start of the podcast, when I said that I was a member of a financial services company and they were quite frightened about digital technology, they thought that it might create mm. a compliance issue or they may end up breaking some advertising rules. This guy did say something profound. He says, sometimes in an organization that is genuinely rooted in tradition, it's often a good idea to have that digital word sort of spelled out either in the department's name or in the title of the person running it, digital marketing manager, head of digital marketing, whatever it is, to Mm. actually highlight the fact that this is change that needs to take place. Now, if I think back to the days when I was getting frustrated, we didn't have a digital marketing manager or a digital marketing department. It was just the marketing department. I was the marketing director. And I was getting frustrated because I couldn't force through these new technologies. Maybe in hindsight, if I thought back and said, look, this is a massive change. We actually need to create this role, this digital marketing guy, to actually allow the company to make that change happen and for them to be more confident about it maybe i would never have got frustrated and left and i would never be as happy as i am now but i think i think that (laughs) that digital 
maybe digital is still important in the more traditional industries that maybe haven't made as massive a change maybe it's still a way of signposting the fact that you can't avoid it in the world that we live in now no absolutely and it's uh, it's interesting because we still do like we say we still do call it marketing and digital marketing at the moment and it's interesting how much now certainly as i've progressed in my own career as a you know quote unquote digital marketer how much i am now working um within traditional realms you know originally traditional realms because the com- the combination of the two always 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 ends up being a better campaign yeah. you know if you're able to have those different touch points in in a digital world and a real life physical world like you're talking about on digital screens on the sides of buses you know on trains you know things like that the the, all those different touch points create a better um a better campaign at the end of the Mm. day and sometimes although i understand the point of you know we have to have this digital marketing role in order to show that we are going to change and move in this direction. Sometimes having that separation um, means conflicting, unless you work together very, very closely, can mean you can have conflicting viewpoints rather than tying everything uh, t- tying everything in a really nice, nice, but, uh, nice bow. Um, I've got one last question that I want to fire at you. If a small business owner was to come up to you now, and say, uh, Roger, I need your help. I need your words and pearls of wisdom that you've taken with you across the world at international conferences and events and spoken to thousands and thousands of people. Um, and they, they grasp off your, off your every word. <laughs> I need one tip, one piece of advice to move my digital marketing um, forward and, and start, you know, create a spark for my, my small little cake shop in edinburgh what would that tip hint be now at this day and age it's probably what i would have said 10 years ago marketing is a deep almost obsessive understanding of your customer do that first and then you can play with all the shiny toys that you want because (laughs) if you've done that bit first and you truly truly understand your customer what makes them tick how they talk, the language they use, then you'll be able to communicate with them your offer and get them to engage with you and get them to know you and get them to like you enough to do business with you because you'll understand them and you'll talk their language and you'll give them a product or service that they actually want to buy. But if you don't have that understanding that deep obsessive understanding of your customer then it's likely that the product you put together won't appeal to them and therefore any communication that you fire at them is likely to misfire or worse it might even annoy them and then if you if you don't have that deep understanding of the customers then it's likely unfortunately that your business will fail that's a really i mean it harps back to everything that we talked about today is a really good piece of advice to take like say to take that step back rather than focusing on those shiny toys which sometimes we're all inept to do you know we all do we all think about it because that's what is barked at us from here there and everywhere to take that step back and look at the audience um to look at your target market is so crucially important and if you are listening and you are a small business i i do recommend that you heed those words because it will make ultimately 
definitely it will make your life easier because I know I speak to a lot of small business owners that just say, well, I've got to do, you know, I'm told to do this and I'm, I'm told to do Facebook organically and I'm told to make a Facebook group because someone said the Facebook algorithm changed and I was told to get on Snapchat because everyone that's 13 and over is on Snapchat and I was told to go on Instagram because everyone 13 and over as well is on Instagram. So I need to hit them there. They are so, they feel so overwhelmed. And if you take that step back and you think about your audience and where they are, then it can have, it can do miracles for you. And sometimes focusing on those channels, focusing on, um, the the meeting that need and requirement can make your life a whole lot easier and a whole lot more profitable at the end of the day. Um, Roger, I want you to tell everybody what you are up to at the moment, where they can find you, where they can, you know, are you, are you speaking anywhere in the near future? You, you know, where's your podcast at? Tell them what you're up to. <laughs> right. Um, my website is dead easy. It's Roger Edwards and that's R-O-G-E-R. I don't have a D in my name. RogerEdwards.co.uk. On that website, you can find my podcast, the Marketing and Finance Podcast. And, and Tom, you've been a, a guest on that show recently. Uh, I also do vlogs and, and videos uh, on there too um, and probably the other place to find me is on Twitter um, Roger underscore Edwards on Twitter but just tweet me drop me a line via the website always happy to talk about strategy without using the strategy word um, always <laughs> happy to talk about how to keep things simple um, I'm, I'm more than happy to talk at events on this this topic. Uh, I've, I had an incredible year last year. I traveled around many Eastern European countries, Serbia, Montenegro, um, Romania, Macedonia, Amazing. Czech Republic, also um, did a few big gigs in the United Kingdom as well. So um, if you haven't heard me talk about keeping marketing simple, then I'd absolutely love to come and talk to you on, either at your event or in person. And I really do recommend that you go and follow Roger because he's um, some of the stuff that he talks about. His podcast in particular um, is absolutely amazing and incredible. I absolutely love it. And I was blessed is how I put it. I was blessed to be invited uh, to be invited on to speak. So thank you so, so much. And thank you for joining me on the Digital Marketing Punkcast um, today as well. It was an absolute pleasure to be a punk for the afternoon. Cheers, Tom. <laughs> thank you so much. So the fantastic Roger Edwards there talking all about marketing. I really thought that was an important thing to do. It was a brief introduction into the world of marketing. If you'd never heard of the term marketing before, you didn't know where to start, you have a business, you have a blog, you have something which you need to get out there in front of the people. It's important to remember what you do marketing for and how you should be thinking about it on a broader top level way of thinking. Roger has a beautiful way of sort of putting things, which I think is fantastic. I loved having a chat with him. It was really awesome to have him on. I'm going to apologize profusely to him now and say I'm sorry for not releasing this podcast sooner because I know we did the interview such a long time ago. But thank you so much for having, uh, for Roger coming on the show. I would love to hear your questions and your queries and your feedback about the show. So don't forget, if you can get in touch, you can get in touch with the podcast by emailing us at podcast at dmpunk.co.uk. Yes, the email address has changed. Also, all the social media accounts have changed as well. So 
Keep in mind, if you want to connect with me, you can do. You can find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash I am DM Punk, all one word. On Twitter with uh, at I am DM Punk, on Instagram at I am DM Punk as well. Also, you can connect with me on LinkedIn by searching for Digital Marketing Punk. It would be great if you haven't done so already for you to subscribe to the Digital Marketing Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I'm sure you will enjoy subsequent episodes. So if you want and you've liked the show, you can help me out and show your appreciation by giving us a five-star review on iTunes. I hope you will join me on the next episode, which I will assure you will be sooner than the last time I said this. I hope you will join me on the next episode of the Digital Marketing Podcast. Thank you very much.